listening to Partners in Change with Bree Dodd and Christian Dawson. So here we are on our last, uh, our, our last podcast of 2021, and uh, we get to talk to Richard Winch today of Startup Virginia. Um, Elizabeth's here with me, and I'm very excited because um, you know, our goal with this podcast was to talk to people who were helping shape the future of Richmond and talking to people that were uh, focused on how this um, community is positively transforming. And Richard's a clear example of the type of uh, person who's out there doing that in a very public way. Absolutely. I mean, his role at Startup Virginia and, and previously at the Chamber here in Richmond, he definitely is a great way for us to wrap this season yeah. of, of change makers in Richmond. Yeah, we've got a lot of great lessons. This is a this is a wonderful one to, to end your year on. Um, so let's jump right into it. Uh, Richard Wench, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. There's, there's really good mojo here. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> you know, sad that other listeners can't actually be here in person. But thank you for the, what you guys are doing in the community and for inviting me. Well, thank you for what you're doing in the community. We can't wait to, to um, hear about what you're doing. I would love to maybe start, though. Um, you're not from uh, Richmond, right? Correct. Uh, would love to hear a little bit about, like, could, could you do your origin story sure. a little yeah. bit? Where, where were you from and how did you end up here? So I'm um, born and raised in uh, Geneva, Switzerland. Um, I spent, um, my father is Swiss, my mother is English, um, though my father was um born and raised in England, um, though he was Swiss. He ended up being an expat in his own country, which was kind of interesting. But because of that, um, I had to be educated in English. Um, and um, at the age of 14, I went to boarding school in England. Um, so definitely have an Anglo-Saxon um, culture um, in my family. Um, though hi- history-wise, we're very proud to be Swiss. Um, so I spent, uh, born, like I said, born and raised in Switzerland. Um, as I was young, um, became a pretty a big fan of playing golf. Um, so played golf and then wanted to see where that led me in life and was able to come to America on a golf scholarship. A uh, long story short, ended up at JMU. Um, then I met my wife at JMU. Um, so that's the link back to Richmond. She's born and bred in Richmond. And um, we did the long distance relationship for about four years. Then she moved with me to Switzerland for a year. Um, then we got married. And then um, she always wanted to come home to pursue her dream in advertising. And um, so we came back to Richmond, and that started my uh, Richmond journey. That's that's really cool. <laughs> um, that, that is. I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs in that whole journey, but it's <laughs> essentially how it happened. <laughs> uh, how old were you when you came to Richmond then? Um, so I had spent about five years at J.P. Morgan. So 28. Yeah, we got, got married at 28, I think. J.P. Morgan. So you're. Well, yeah, yeah. It was that in in Geneva, um, in Switzerland. You're. you're you're born and bred to be go into the banking business. That's ah, pretty cool. All you're taught. So you got um, banking origins. I had banking origins. Um, and then when I moved to America, I, was, yeah, I wanted to do something different. And that led me on its own journey in itself. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... Um, so when you when you got settled in Richmond and kind of like found, found your space here, mm-hmm. that was at the Richmond Chamber. Yeah, I spent two years at Marsh McLennan um, and it was a really nice introduction to the city. Um, But then I saw an opportunity at the Chamber of Commerce. and I was like, you know what? Uh, This sounds like a lot of fun. I'll do it for a year and uh, meet a whole ton of new people and then find another job. And ended up being there for 14 years. Um, Wow. And uh, it was was just a great organization, great community uh, of business leaders and uh, everyone, you know, wanting to make Richmond better. 
And I learned a ton and met so many incredible people. And I attribute a lot of our success and sustainability at, at, at Startup Virginia thanks thanks to their network. Um, but yeah, it was great. That's how I kind of got into um, leadership development. I started a couple of leadership development programs there, Mental Richmond Leadership Lab. Um, I led the inner city visit. We took business leaders to a different city. So as a foreigner, like I think I did eight inner city visits um, where you just visit different cities, but I ended up going there three to four times a year to do a lot of exploration. Oh, wow. So as a foreigner, it was amazing. I got to go to places like Austin, Boston, That's great. Um, Pittsburgh, you know, um, so many, so many great cities in America um, and really get to meet their mayor and like really dig under how they act, how they worked. Um, and so it was a huge gift to me being a foreigner to be able to, to have that. And I, I pre- thank the chamber for giving me that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, most business travel is, you know, arriving at a conference center, staying in a yeah, conference center exactly. and then leaving again. Yeah. And it makes me and sad so, here in Richmond for people just, just to see that, right. see, see that work. Um, but hopefully they, we get them out. And that's what I love about the, you know, the, um, the amount of movement that's happening on board street and the common house where we're at today. Like that's exactly what we need a lot more of completely um, agree near and near the tourism. Absolutely. And the connection now to DC and the, the train from downtown Richmond mm-hmm. straight up and back. I think we're going to get a lot more of that and hope to expand that. that I hope so. Yeah, it's definitely so much potential. I just love this city so much. And, yeah. um, you know, it, I think, um, it's, it's, it, um, there was a person one day who, who told me something, which I, I, I fully agree with is that Richmond has grown despite itself. Just, what, <laughs> just imagine what, if you, if you enabled that growth, what it would could become. And I think we're getting there. I, I truly believe that 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 we're finding our, our, our lane, and and we we have a very exciting future. Well, it sounds like that type of enablement is something that you sort of you know fell into being a strong part of in the community, both at the chamber and now at, at Startup Virginia. Mm-hmm. Where, what did you find in um, in in you know business building, economic development, however you put it, uh, that that. Uh, kept you kept you there for more than <laughs> one or two years I was raising kids with my wife Catherine so as, as a lot of people know once they get to that you know that one to when you have two kids and you know underneath the age of six seven eight like it's kind of like a blur yeah that whole time of life but um and then you know um just being part of a great great work community um but um one thing that bring it back to the chamber one thing that i always loved about these trips is that we went to these different cities and and saw such great accelerators and incubators on how they grew the startup ecosystem and i was always so fascinated and loved it so much um a great example was mass challenge in boston the entrepreneur center in nashville um you know they just those stories just really inspired us and when i heard that that there were brad cummings will loving and brian bossick were launching this initiative in richmond um, I was really intrigued and was introduced to them from, from a, a great advisor of mine, John Kemper and mentor. And, um, you know, we just started having conversations and they had the chance to go there to support Brian and, in, in launching it. And, um, it's just, it's been awesome. I couldn't have dreamed of a better next step in my, um, in my career and, and honestly learning opportunity, um, cause I had to grow the team and, and start something that had never been done before. And it's just been awesome. It's been great. And Brian started other ventures in other places. Yeah, Brian, he's a true, true serial entrepreneur. He's done a lot. So has Brad and so has Will. Um, and so has so many people in our community um, and on our board. Um, so, um, you know, they definitely um, laid laid the foundations to have a great success. And with Startup Virginia and that kind of seed growing from mm-hmm. that point, um, you guys were able to also revitalize a part of the city. 
Yeah, I would give credit to Capital One there. So, yeah. so, our, so our founders um, got to know a lot of um, got to know a lot of um, you know local entrepreneurs. And one thing that they found out was that there was definitely an appetite to have a space for them to all to work together. Um, so they bought the building down in um, 1717, now known as the 1770 Innovation Center, established a relationship with Capital One, and Capital One ended up coming back to them and say, hey, we love what you're doing. Why don't we buy it off you, deck it out, and you can rent from us, and uh, we'll be part of part of your story. And, um, you know, they exceeded everyone's expectations with that building. Um, you know, we've gone from not having an incubator in Richmond to probably having the nicest one in the country. Yeah. Um, and, um, and they deserve, Capital One deserves so much credit for supporting, you know, small businesses and entrepreneurs and a huge part of our story. We're, we're, we're really not the story without them. Um, so I think with the two together, the entrepreneurial spirit and, um, you know, that the talent and the expertise that Capital One brings is being a great partnership. This this build out. If if any of our listeners haven't had a chance to uh, uh, see that, uh, I've had I've had the opportunity one time to mm-hmm. tour the facility, but I know that you've spent a good deal of time in there. It really is incredible, and what an incredible resource mm-hmm. for the people who have ideas that are trying to build businesses in this area. Yeah, and it's not in people who have ideas. Like we we literally serve folks who just wake woke up on a couch and has an idea to folks who've closed millions of dollars in the Series A round. Um, and our, our job as a team is to, is to be valuable and connect them with the right resources to, to be successful to all of them. Yeah, I had the luxury of working for one of the startups within the Lighthouse Labs program, mm-hmm. Brandify, uh, where we talked to, to Mick Pride a couple weeks ago. And I mean, it, it is a beautiful place to come and mm-hmm. work. And, and it really um, is so curated and and beautifully done just from spatial mm-hmm. scenario um but then the the buzz that is in the building the grabbing coffee in the kitchen and and seeing leaders within the community mm-hmm. or being able to connect with brand new like you said somebody waking up on their couch yep. and having the idea and wanting to talk to people mm-hmm. um i think a lot of the programming that you guys do within uh the space also really helps facilitate that and and connect those people yeah the programming is huge right? to be honest with you we 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 see the space um as a bonus like we, we want to be known for our program um mm-hmm. and that's what we've built over the last four years like we want to be known um as an organization that supports um founders whether you're in the building or not and a lot of our members are not even working out of the building they're just joined to be part of the community and to, to have um, you know, fellow founders to, to support them along the way and, and, and my great team as well to, to be by their side and connect them with the right resources. Um, and that's what we've done over the last four years is just build that community and network. You know, we're up to close to 30 corporations that, that, that support us and help us um, in addition to Capital One. And, and they're a huge part of the story is how do we create that infrastructure in Richmond where we're giving um, opportunities to startups to, to have their first client, to have their first yeah. hit, to like, you have this dream, like, I'm going to help you make that dream. And I, and I still think we have work to do there. I think we need um, to continue to establish relationships with the middle market and large corporations to really give a shot at these, um, at, to, to, to support these founders. So we just released, for example, um, Erica, on the mar- our marketing director, just released a holiday gift guide. Like, we have about eight startups that have, you know, actual products that you can gift. Um, mm-hmm. So we're like, hey, support our local startups that are doing this. Um, and it can be, you know... It can be um, Meg with her with her beauty box to um, um, other startups that have a technology tool that can be helpful. Um, so it's just finding those ways that we can engage our community and our corporations to really get engaged. 
with it too. I think another example is um, Neighbor Force, Paige Wilson, who's done an incredible job, has been with us since the beginning, participated in our entrepreneur certificate. She just had an idea. And now she, I think she's in five markets um, with Neighbor Force and uh, just recently launched a corporate, corporate program with Dominion Energy and Atlantic Union Bank. And those are the relationships like now she's done it with those two. She can go to organizations in Atlanta and say, hey, we're doing this. Can you do it? So right. just some folks taking some gambles and a lot of it's not doesn't even require money. Just letting your employees know that this exists um, can be huge. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to just you know, uh, just step back for a moment uh, and for uh, any of our listeners who might uh, be founders or want to be founders, mm-hmm. I'd love to jump right into uh, asking about sort of how operationally they like connect with you and how that works. Yeah. And I would say, you know, we talked about COVID and the impact of it. So um, there's two programs that we launched during COVID or uh, that we kind of, one we launched and one we digitalized um, that has been instrumental in just supporting early stage entrepreneurs. And that's really where we've seen a lot of the traction since COVID. It's folks with ideas that need support. Um, and one is the Entrepreneur Certificate course, which was we did in person, was one, um, define your idea to pitching it. Um, and uh, it was nine courses that we had in person, had over 50 over fifty people every time. And some of it was high growth ideas, but a lot of it was just brick and mortar Main Street ideas. And it was just a, a great way for us to feed the pipeline of entrepreneurs. We digitalized that um, and turned it into a, um, a um, you know a course that you can do through Teachable online. So now that's available to anyone in Virginia. We've done great partnerships with Metropolitan Business State, Virginia State University, Hatch Kitchen, um, Capital Region, SBDC. We can white label it for them, and it's a simple um, nine course that you can ask for a scholarship to participate for three. That if you have an idea, it takes you through from defining it to pitching it, and it's just about eight eight and a half hours of content and. Um, our friends at Envoy help us create it. Um, so it was, um, that's been great. And we're now reaching out to people around the state to see if they want us to white label it. But the big one, if someone does have this, you know what, like I have this idea that I think has really potential. Um, we launched the program called the Idea Factory during COVID. And my colleague, um, the managing director, Star Virginia Noel James, um, was instrumental in launching that um, with Sonia, who's now working for Buddy. And, um, and we've done uh, four, four of them now. And really, like, this, it's a six-week customer discovery um, program that we launched with our partners at Builder, Luke Rabin, who's been, and Brandon, who've been amazing um, supporters of um, ecosystem here. And it just takes you through six weeks. You have an idea, let's test it. Let's validate it. Let's ask people if they're willing to buy it or use it. And what we find is that they have the idea and it changes along the way. Yeah. Um, and the great thing is, once you've gone through that six-week program, then we will offer you a six-month scholarship to the incubator to continue to work on it. Um, and we've had a lot of great success on that. And um, it's, it's just great to see those ideas come through. Um, you know, the two, the two, two ones that have been awesome is um, Philip with Grantable, who's uh, creating a platform to connect grant writers with clients. Um, and he um, came up with an idea. He was, came from Seattle, moved to Richmond. So his girlfriend um, told him about this program and, and he, he, he went, went for it. And then he ended up um, getting validating it, you know, getting to a point where he could really tell the story and got accepted Lighthouse Labs and then had just come back from 757 um, Accelerate and is just, you know, going through the ecosystem and, and slowly building and he's just found himself a CTO and it's just great to see those stories um, happen. Um, so uh, we're really proud of, of him and everyone else who's participated in that program. 
Those are those sound incredible. Mm-hmm. Those sound absolutely incredible. You mentioned Lighthouse Labs. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does how does that program and that acceptance process work? Well, that's a great. They actually have um, they actually ha- are accepting applications for the next cohort right now. So anyone who's got a, you know has got a product to, uh, that um, can scale should definitely consider it. They're an amazing partner. They're in the building with us at Seventeen Seventy Innovation Center. Um, they were probably the first you know um, entrepreneurship driven organization in Richmond and then we've, I think we've built a nice ecosystem around them mm-hmm. um, but um, a lot of our members have gone through lighthouse and our goal is to get a lot of members into lighthouse um, oh. so um, so we have a we have a, a great relationship with them and um, I think together we, we're really proving to be a good entrepreneurial force in our region great after after the um, uh, Companies are in your incubator. They've gone through your programs and things like that. At that point, you have a community. Uh, you have a community. Well, you have a community throughout. Yeah, yeah. And at no point, like I mean, I think I think what's great about the founders that are they're they're not making it but have built a business um, is that they can be tremendous assets to the ones that are just thinking about doing so. Um, and that and I would say that's that's the thing that's most important to us is building that community. And COVID's hurt that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like it's become very virtual. All of our mentoring that used to take on place is, is now done virtually. A lot of the program we do is still done virtually. Um, those coffee conversations, instead of having 10 people there, you have three. Right. Um, so COVID has definitely hurt the, the, the physical aspect, mm-hmm. but it's challenged us as an organization to deliver our content electronically to help and that in turn, I think will impact more um, entrepreneurs down the road. So it's made us a better organization, but it definitely, um, it was a, it was a tough time. Um, and we were impacted, but, um, but it's made us better. And I, I, th- I feel looking at all the trends of the future of work, I feel that there's a, that we're in a great spot going forward, um, to really leverage and be an HQ for a lot of startup, um, tech and product oriented companies. That's great. Um, I will, I would love to see if you have any reflections on, um, not necessarily the startup Virginia community, but the ways in which, uh, entrepreneurialism itself, uh, dealt with uh, COVID in the area, uh, people's projects. Yeah. So a couple of thoughts there. So the the first one is um, what we found is that if you look at the statistic, there's never been there's um, never been a time in history that there's been as many new business applications uh, filed. Wow. So there's definitely been a huge amount of um, willingness to to try something for entrepreneurship and to try something outside of the corporate world. So how do we feed that? How do we create those gateways into the ecosystem to make them successful? Um, but I would say those that got really impacted, and it's still an area of opportunity for our region, of those that have gone through the effort, those entrepreneurs that have gone through the effort to validate their idea, prove that it can be successful, but then need capital to build it. Mm-hmm. And um, we found that the, the appetite to from angel investing, which is necessary in order to grow startups, due to COVID has gone down. Um, mm. so if you, if you, you hadn't raised yet, it was, it's, has been, and it's continues to be very hard to raise capital. Um, because it's, it is, you know, it's definitely, um, a lot of risk in that investment and it's finding those investors that I call it venture ph- philanthropy that are willing to take a gamble on a founder and, and see if they can be successful. Um, and, um, we need more of that in Richmond. Yeah. Okay. We need more venture philanthropists. So if any of you want to be a venture philanthropist, <laughs> let us know. We'll get you connected. Some people who need help. Is that one of the things that you do is look for uh, opportunities to to help people that are raising money? Like they to, uh, have a Rolodex of, of those? Well, I would say we have a Rolodex. I think we, we understand like um, 
I'm going to say we have a Rolodex. We're trying to build an angel investor network with our partners at Venture South. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but I think there's a lot of education. We, we have to educate the accredited investor on the asset class and um, why it can be a benefit. But in order to be successful, you have to make, you know, about 10 investments to hope two of them are successful. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's going to take time. I call it, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's going to take time to educate and build that network. Um, in our v- current Venture South group, we have 32 uh, members of it. So we're, we're growing slowly. Um, and um, we, we hope in time that um, that will lead to some more early stage investments um, with folks. Because it is, you know, if you don't have the rich uncle to support you, it's definitely a huge loophole. Um, right. And um, you have to, you, you need that first 100, 200,000 to, to get you to build that product and, 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 and get it to the next level. Um, but you also, as an entrepreneur, you should try and it should be your la- absolute last resort. Like you do, if you can avoid getting venture capital money or angel capital, you should totally avoid it and try and, fi- and try and, you know, see if it's possible to do it by yourself. But in a lot of cases, yeah, in a lot of cases, it's, it's very hard because you need the money to build the tech. So if you don't have that family wealth, that's very difficult. And us as a region need to try and figure out ways to support entrepreneurs on that front. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you mentioned some of the like scholarships that you guys have Mm -hmm. through the entrepreneur certificate and then with Lighthouse Labs and um, are you seeing that a lot of entrepreneurs are going through multiple accelerator programs well, it's, to be it's able to get some of that? Correct. Yeah, they're bootstrapping to get that $20,000 of equity free. Um, but at the same time, they're getting access to great talent, right. great programming, and great mentors and great connections to investors. So it's a lot more than just the $20,000. Like, mm-hmm. It's a great way to continue to validate your product. Um, and to continue to, to, you know, to, to get to a point where you can get more capital down the road. Right. Um, but for sure, I mean, we do, we do a lot of, a lot of scholarships, um, for underrepresented founders, especially, um, and, uh, there's something we'll continue to do for sure. So looking as, as I'm not going to say with that, we are out of the global pandemic, but we, but as we're certainly in a change state where, um, where we're not where we were in, in most of 2020, um, there are, we're, we're starting to emerge into more face-to-face, uh, opportunities. Um, and I, I'd love to, um, I'd love to see sort of where, what your, what your vision is for how we emerge, um, as a entrepreneurial class in Richmond, if, if you see some of those issues with capital uh, resolving themselves, some new people stepping up to the plate, how that evolved, you said it takes time. What's mm-hmm. your sort of vision for how, how the next couple of years are going to play out? Well, from the community aspect, I'm encouraged. I, I think um, folks are less, I think that one of the great, one of the great things that we say at Sotheby's is that, that we want to remove any barrier of success. So we don't, we, you know, we offer subsidized rent, um, we don't have a long-term lease. You can quit at any time. Um, so I think we positioned ourselves well to be an HQ for startups who might not want to have the liability of space. Um, so, uh, so, and, you know, in addition to that, I think we're well positioned to, to have um, a lot of community folks join the community to really help the ecosystem. You provide a certain level of um, professionalism for them, right? I mean, being able to invite someone into the 1717 innovation center mm-hmm. as a 
as an entrepreneur gives them correct and, and a great level of credibility. I think we want to make the 1770 Innovation Center more open, to be honest with you. I, I think it's, sometimes it seems closed off and we don't want it to be. And neither do our partners at Capital One. We've really, you know, they, they've done an amazing job inviting the nonprofit community to leverage that space a lot as well. We just launched during COVID the, our community membership. Um, so you don't have to be a high growth um, startup to join our community. You could join it as a co-working space, but mm-hmm. you have to fill out an application and you, you have to be willing to um, to be part of the community and then come to events and get to know founders and see if you can help them. Um, so we definitely, you still have to get accepted, which is a little different to most co-working spaces, right. but it definitely is an option now because a lot of research that we found from our colleagues, um, for example, the National Entrepreneur Center, is that it's people like you guys, it's the freelancers, it's... Um, it's those folks who go around and have those coffee conversations around the coffee coffee machine and say, Hey, take take ten minutes out of your day. Like come to the social. Come and meet other people. Like I know you're really focused on your business, but let's get you let's let's get you talking and just and seeing how we can help you. Um, so we have about ten community members now and, and certainly we're up to having a few more if in case if anyone's interested. And I, I think I derailed your original question, though. Yeah. Oh, I think no, I think that I, I, I got to it, which is, <laughs> which is to get an idea of, of what your dream was for how the uh, startup community looks. Yeah, my dream is to keep continue to be at the community, um, you know, and uh, we, we're building a great team um, as sort of Virginia. And, uh, and so my dream is, you know, is to, to continue to build the community, continue to welcome new founders, continue to welcome existing founders that didn't know that there's a community being built yeah. right in their own backyard and continue to leverage us, our amazing founders that have already, they're on their way to being hugely successful so, so that we can continue to make them successful, but at the same time, have them give back to our early stage and aspiring entrepreneurs. So to us, you mentioned the word community a lot, but that really is what we want to yeah. try to do is, is create a community um, of founders where we can support each other. And then as entrepreneurial support organizations, um, you know, such as Lighthouse and, and Metropolitan Business League and Capital Region SBDC and Virginia State University, Hatch, um, you know, our universities, like just that whole network of folks is how can we really work well as a community to support each other, but also to um, to point people in the right direction if they're, they're not a fit for our community. Um, so I, I think we have a lot of the foundations in place to be really successful. I think we have an opportunity to be clearer on who should go where for what. Um, in our region. Um, but, but as I keep on reminding people, we've done so much in the last four years that we should be proud of. Um, let's not forget that. Um, and we can always improve. Certainly. You know, I have I have friends that come visit me from out of town in Richmond and they have, they, they look around and they say, this is much cooler than I expected mm-hmm. it to be. There's yeah. so much more of an energy here. So much more incredible things going on. Mm-hmm. Really uh, incredible people with incredible ideas. Yeah. Uh, doing great things. And I think that the more uh, success success stories that uh, emerge from programs like yours, the more we'll see eventually, you know, more capital, uh, you know, opportunities as people start to see this as more of a community from which these great ideas and projects emerge. Absolutely. I I, I totally agree. It's one of the things I, that always is one of my pet peeves is everyone coming to the, you know, the convention center, like we need to get them south of the river and just drive them over. Because right. <laughs> you have so many people that come to Richmond that even see the river. I'm like, ah, it's criminal. Right. Um, yeah. So, um, but you yeah, know, I'm super excited. I love this city so much. And um, I think, I think um, not only in entrepreneurship and, and everything, we're really well positioned for, for, to be, you know, to continue to naturally grow. 
Yeah, well, we love the city too. And we, I think one of the reasons we started this podcast was we wanted to shine a light on, mm-hmm. on like the how cool it is and this this incredible energy that that you're mm-hmm. directly working like to try to cultivate every day. Um, it's interesting that you know I'm hearing from you when we're talking about needing to draw more capital to the region and things like that. That um, it's it's cool from our perspective to be a part of a community. It's sort of like an undiscovered gem that yeah. nobody knows is as great as it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are downsides to that, and and so I think we need to all you know work on being a bigger megaphones for um, the successes that Richmond is having. So that they can yeah, hundred percent agree, and, and you know, I, I don't think we need to bring in capital. I think we can find the capital right here, um, yeah. and I think that's what we need to challenge ourselves with. But um, um, because we, there's plenty of capital in Richmond, um, but there is definitely some education that's that's needed on on why it can be a great return on investment while profoundly impacting someone's life and, and dream. Yeah, um, but it's hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's it's, it's um. It's, we've seen a lot of investors that have been successful doing it, um, but it's, it's definitely a lot of ups and downs during it. But I believe we can get there. I truly, I truly do, but it's going to take time. Are there success stories, specific things that jump to mind when you're trying to educate people? Like, you know, have have a success like like these guys did, or like those guys did. <laughs> well, Capital One started right here. It's Carmax started right here. Great. Um, Circuit Great City, points. even though it didn't, you know, didn't work out, was a huge national organization that started right here. Uh, we have so many great organizations that have started here. Carlox just went public. Avpoint, who has their operational headquarters, just went public this mm-hmm. year. It's happened. It's happening. Um, and uh, we just could need to continue to 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 to, to mention those and and um, continue to feed. And then we have a lot of that on the cross of, of doing it too. But I, I don't like to pinpoint any anyone specifically because I'm just you know, whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur that's just working on a business plan to prove it or whether you're currently fundraising millions of dollars, I just admire them as people. Um, it's just, you know, it's not for everyone. They're, they're literally sacrificing a lot of their lives, their family lives to pursue a dream. And it's so hard um, no matter what stage that you're at. And um, I just have so much admiration just to look at them as individuals to see to see how they can do it. Um, I, I'm... I'm not like that. Like, I, you know, all my career, I've had a salary and I've had benefits. Um, mm-hmm. They're starting off with no salary and no benefits. And some, most of kids have a family to support as well. Um, but that's why you see the age of entrepreneurship around the 40s because they're, you know, they've built some net worth up already. Um, but I have so much admiration to see them go through it and a lot, of the, a lot of the times using their own capital to be successful. Couldn't agree more. That's that's wonderful, and and your excitement bleeds through to where I, I wanted to spend a moment, you know, finding out what what's next for for you. But it mm-hmm. sounds like you're 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 all in. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to be an enabler. I'm, I am happy. Those, um, you know, I'm grateful, I'm grateful to my board and the founders for giving me this opportunity. I'm grateful to the Start of Virginia community for um, and founders for trusting us and, and being part of their story. Um, um, I'm grateful for building a great team. You know, we've gone through a lot of transition, um, but um, we just hired Verity and Alan and Noel has been my partner in crime in, in a lot of this. And and um, Erica is our marketing director, just moved to Austin, but she's staying on at 50% because we just love her so much. And we uh, just hired Laura, who, um, who, who was instrumental at Lighthouse Labs. Um, so I'm just super excited about community. I'm super excited about our team and, um, yeah, I want to be part of this journey and and see what's next and and see where it leads us. But, um, again, our number one objective is to help our founders succeed. And, um, 
as a community, I know we can do that. This is a beautiful thing that you guys are doing. Thank you. Well, you know, still got a lot, lot of work to do, but it's a step in the right direction. So I have, uh, um, we, we, we always end on a really silly and weird question, uh, but I have one Great. less serious <laughs> I don't question. I you've been warned That's yet. right. <laughs> Uh, but I have one, one serious question before then. And, and that is, um, you know, this will be our last podcast of 2021. Like we said at the top, thank you for and, that. I'm honored to be the last one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as we all look towards 2022, everybody's doing goal setting and things that they yeah. want to achieve in the coming year. Mm-hmm. And I'm interested in hearing what it is you want to achieve wow. for, for, for startup Virginia or for the community at large. God, I you know, shame on me for not thinking about my goals for next year. Um, but yeah, for Startup Virginia, it's really continued to, 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 um, cultivate our team internally. Um, and, um, cause it's, it is so new and, uh, you know, rebuild kind of our internal team so that we can continue to make the impact that we've had. So I would say that's a very important goal, um, that me and, and the world will have for next year. Um, and, um, yeah, and continue to build the community. Like it's so important to me. I really hope that we can get, you know, once things, it sounds every time we come closer, another variant comes out and, and ruins the party, but it's the fact of life right now and we have to respect it and, um, adjust to it. Um, but I'm hoping that in 2022, we can, we can really, um, get back in, in the 1770 innovation center, have other, have, have other people join us and just rebuild the community. So it's not virtual anymore. It's more in person and, and, you know, continue to share those stories and um, continue to make an impact in our community. That is awesome. So team and community, I would say, are probably my two goals for two. And obviously to be a great dad and, and a husband to Catherine. <laughs> That's, Another big influencer within the community. Yeah, I'm very, very lucky. She mm. she just loves Common House. I mean, she loves it here so much. Um, and they've done an absolutely amazing job here and a great it's, it's entrepreneurial success story in itself. Um, so we're very, we have a great partnership with them as well. So, but yeah, I'm very lucky. Catherine is, she's a, she's a German. I'm, I'm very proud of what she's accomplished and, and impacted. We'll have to have her come join us. She for would be a great two. one for you guys. Yeah. 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 Do, do you want to give people context? Or, of, of, um... So Catherine had a wonderful book come out and I've, mm-hmm. I've met her at some of the RebelCon yeah. um, varying events, but uh, Slay Like a Mother Correct. came mm-hmm. out last in 20 i think it's been three years now three years okay i don't know you're putting on the spot but three Might four years 2019 then yeah 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 three years i think um and also created a yeah a marketing consulting firm called the mom complex um so her her, t- her and her team's uh, primary mission is to help uh companies um research mothers and, and test products and 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 etc etc to but her primary demographic is um is 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 supporting and helping moms oh. We definitely more important work to oh, be done in absolutely. that space. That's incredible. We definitely need to to, to talk to her. Um, uh, I I, I can't believe I got on before her. To be honest with you, she normally beats me to the punch <laughs> in all these things. <laughs> well, we we great thanks to to both of you for uh, for all that you're doing for the Richmond community. Uh, but uh, you know, for my for my for our final big question, I I have to uh, um, I have to I have to set. Uh, scene and really give you give you some bad news actually and that is that uh, unfortunately you've died okay great um, <laughs> and 
Sorry to be the one to have to tell you that. Well, I'm in a new world right now. So. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, you know, as somebody who loves Richmond the way that we love Richmond, mm-hmm. we, we are giving you the opportunity to spend the rest of eternity haunting somewhere in Richmond. And we want to find out uh, where in Richmond holds the special place in your heart. We want to mm-hmm. know where you... Uh, where you decide to haunt for the rest of t- the rest of eternity. Yeah, I mean it's really easy. It's my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, we live in Westover Hills. Um, you know, very fortunate to to have a great view there, and, and we have um, amazing neighbors and an amazing community right there. And you know, the place where where hopefully we'll be spending a lot more time. The previous owners lived fifty three years there. I hope we can beat them to the punch, um, and I will if I'm a ghost. So <laughs> that's good. But um, we built so many great memories with our kids uh, there, and built so many f- special friendships. And um, just it reminds me of Europe. It's just such a beautiful little neighborhood with just oh, such wow. great people. Um, so I would love to be. I'd love to haunt my own house. <laughs> that's wonderful. To your I like question. that. Yeah, I yeah. love it so much. <laughs> It won't be the 1770 Innovation Center. They will love it. <laughs> but I will, uh, don't worry, Capital One, I won't, won't hold it. <laughs> uh, 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 final, um, final point of um, um, just giving people um, an inroad to how to contact uh, the Certain Virginia if they yep. want to be a part of it, uh, sure. the website. Yeah, so if you're an aspiring entrepreneur and you have an idea or you have a current business and need and need some support or want access to an entrepreneurship certificate or you're a high-growth business right now and want to be part of a great community, startupvirginia.org. Um, we have applications to join or we have the uh, contact at startupvirginia.org where you could just shoot us an email and we'll, we'll guide If we're not the right people, we'll guide you to the right people. And, um, yeah, it's, it's as easy as that in this new modern world. Richard Winch, it's been absolutely fascinating talking with you. Thank for all, thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for being our final guest of 2021. <laughs> Where are yeah. we? <laughs> right. <laughs> Thanks to Elizabeth for being my co-host and to Common House for uh, giving us the space in which to talk to these incredible people driving Richmond forward. We'd be back to have more conversations with you, but thanks to all of you who are listening. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's it for this week's episode of Partners in Change. A big shout out to our friends at Common House for providing us a space to bring this podcast to life, to Sonny Washburn for the killer music, and to Adam Clark for the rad cover. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time, Richmond. This podcast has been brought to you by OpenEye. They are your partners in change.